and welcome to episode 170 of the Finger Guns podcast. I am your interim host for this evening. My name is Kat. How are you doing? Ross is a tiny bit AFK, Easter egg for the quiz here, right now, and he'll be back as soon as possible, gracing you with his wonderful voice next week. But for now, this week, I am joined by, for the third or fourth time this month, it's very special, we are very glad to welcome back, it is Sean. Hi. Hi, how are you, Sean? I'm very well, thank you. I'm, I'm just playing with, so we do this on Zoom, just <laughs> so, you know, some inside baseball for listeners. And I, I did not know that the reactions were as good as they are. So <laughs> you can you can do all sorts. You can you can just go nuts. Yes. So thank you for this. Um, That's much, okay. Much better than Teams. I could send all kinds of icons your way. This is going to be fun. <laughs> just throughout the next kind of hour and a half or so, I'm just going to get like a bunch of trees, flowers, shoes. If you say so. Yeah, I'll, I'll try and write them down and maybe there's a cryptic message in it. Like. If Cat absolutely stops dead half mid-sentence, you know it's because I've just sent a proper weird emoji. Yeah, he sent me the poor emoji. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you very much. How are you good doing, Cat? You okay? Yeah, I'm all right, thank you. I am good. Um, we are also joined by Mr. Miles Thompson. Hello. Hello, how are you doing? I'm all right, thank you. I'm just enjoying messing around with the emojis. I was going to say, I was like, you're kind of taking one out of Sean's book now and just, <laughs> just shoving me with loads of emojis. Any opportunity to cause chaos is a good opportunity. Nice. How's your week been, sir? Uh, it's been very good, thank you. It's uh, been full of exercise, weirdly enough. I've started swimming again, so that's been cool. Um, nice. Other than that, just work and playing games. It's been cool. Oh, ideal, ideal. Yeah. Has the pool been all right? Has it been a yes. good temp? Yes, it is a nice temperature and it's not even that busy. So, you know, that's Winner. the ideal when you Winner. can actually get a bit of space to swim in. That is nice. Fab. Uh, we are also joined by Mr. Tom Woods. Hello. Hello, hello. How are you doing, sir? I'm all right. Good. Uh, yeah, been been trying to fix my sleep, but I'm failing. Ah, oh, you want to talk to Miles for that one. He's on a whole program and all sorts. I, uh, I have been up for two hours. Ah. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. well, good morning. Yeah. <laughs> what did you have for breakfast? Um, peach slices. <laughs> great. They're yeah. great. They're good stuff, they are. <laughs> it's fruit. Yeah, it is fruit. It doesn't <laughs> matter if syrup. it's like poured and syrupy sugar. <laughs> it all counts, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. one, one of the five a day. Got to be. That's got to be. And last but absolutely not least, it's Joshua Thompson. Hello. Hello. <laughs> that's the way I normally greet you. I shouldn't be greeting everyone like that on the podcast. I was gonna say, I was like, that's that's especially for, <laughs> for yeah. when, when great I evening, everybody. <laughs> and now you just sound like a bitch. No, I'm kidding. How has your week been, Josh? Yeah, it's been good. It's been been a bit busy, but uh had a great weekend. I'd spent some time in your um that was cool, apart from uh a wallet that said uh I wanted to be rich, but I chose to be a plumber. And you can change that name out with teacher or engineer or something like that. And I was just like, that is a quite a quite a disgusting thing to see. But other than that, it was right. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, well, it seems like it's been a fabulous week for everyone. So that's good. Um, I guess we'll get straight into it. There's a lot of us tonight. I can't wait to hear about all of your games of the week. So I'll start from the top. Sean, what is your game of the week, sir? Um, well, I imagine we're going to be talking about The Last of Us Part 1 a little bit later. So I'll leave that one. Now. I'll leave that one off. 
Um, so I have been playing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. Ooh, nice. The one that's come out on PS uh, Plus. Yes. So yes. it came on the PlayStation Essentials Plus, whatever the hell it is these days. I... <laughs> Extra premium, who knows? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I, just, I just wanted to mention what a good remake that is and what a, a great celebration of the series that, that game is. Because I, I have just a lot of fun memories of t- Tony Hawk's Pro Skater from back in the day. Mm. Um, but they all kind of blend together. So, like, I, I'm I'm playing the the warehouse level, and I'm expecting to see the chopper, and that's actually because it's anger from the second. Game. My my memories for all of the games kind of just blend together, and the fact that they are just both uh, the first two games in like a package, and I can just jump between them and like play school and then school two, and like all the lines. So I I would play it with my kids uh, because they they've started getting to like skateboard and, and that kind of culture. Mm. And um, they, they, you know, they they're they're on it. They're forming their own lines and things. And then they said, you know, you have a go. So then, you know, I hit more and I hit the entire thing in one combo. And at the bottom, you know, the score was like three hundred and fifty thousand. And they're like, God, Dad, this is like the first time you picked it up. And I'm like, Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. The very <laughs> first time. <laughs> I've never played Tony Hawk's Pro Skater before. This Who's is a Tony brand Hulk? new game. <laughs> Came out this month. <laughs> I just, I just like the, the the fact that the lines in this game. I know, obviously, a lot of you know they've, they've tweaked a lot of things, but the lines and everything are just the same. Like you can hit the same lines that I did. That's before. sick. And that, that muscle sick. memory from like 15 years ago or whatever it is, just just hit. And nice. uh, that's why it's my game of the week. Such a lovely, like, skate down memory lane, I guess. Skate down memory lane, yeah, absolutely. I've actually just downloaded it a couple of days ago for the yes. exact same reason. Um, yeah, it's just so fond. When I was a kid, I used to visit my nan in Spain, and for some weird reason, she had a really old PlayStation, and that was the only game she had. So, obviously, when all the adults were playing and doing whatever they were doing, drinking, eating cheese, whatever, that's what I would do. I'd go upstairs and be away, you know, seen and not heard. And that's it. Tony Hawk was, was my jam. Um, so, I can't wait to jump in. And I'm glad that you uh, you love it because I am i can't wait for the muscle memory to kick in. Um, is, your, is your relative actually just a secret Tony Hawk fan? <laughs> Can you imagine my nan's just rocking a skateboard just somewhere? Yeah. Like. She's occasionally humming the songs from the soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be amazing. We'll go to her house one day and it'll just like open the garage door and it'll just be all these skateboards. And I'm like, I met him, I met, I met Tony Hawk. It's Bam Margera's skateboard just right there. She's got a thrasher t shirt on, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, amazing. Oh, nice one. Uh, Miles, what's your game of the week? Uh, I just want to give a quick shout out to Two Point Campus first because it's really good. I started playing it in the last week and it's really fun. I've got six campuses through um, and it is a really, really good time. But my main one, I suppose I should talk about is Back for Blood. Again, the third time I having to talk about it on the podcast because <laughs> the new DLC came out again. And me, yourself and Roscoe had a good time with it, didn't we, Kat? We did. We had a, I, do you know what? We had fun. We did. We but had who fun. Knew? We had so much fun. It wasn't like masses of fun but we had fun which was more than we could say for the base game and especially for the first dlc which was not fun the first dlc was bad um this one's actually a new campaign it comprises six new levels uh it takes you to like a prison block and a couple of other locations um there's new enemy types like a big hulking dude he's got wolverine claws uh um like a 
a witch type person who fires arrows at you um and a couple of the cool little ones in there um but the best part of it is you get the wolverine claws yourself and we all had a really good time just throwing ourselves into an entire horde of zombies and just thrashing around as wolverine i don't know if it's the best zombie game ever but it's definitely a very good wolverine simulator so i'd recommend it purely on that basis um so yeah it's it's a decent expansion it's much better than the first one and if for some reason you really enjoyed back for blood then you actually have a reason to go back now which is nice so kudos to uh total rock studios for putting out some stops it's not perfect but it's better than it was and kudos to saint freak who is a username who confirmed he was a little bit of a developer yeah and carried us throughout the whole game definitely carried us the he entire way <laughs> and there was no way he wasn't just it was too soon it was what like an hour into release this guy knew every single fucking crevice of that level yeah. um and he absolutely ca- i don't think he died once <laughs> i don't think he died once and then we were going i remember me and ross were like yeah we'll, we'll, we'll go off and um just before he just before we went off i was like can you please confirm if you're a dev <laughs> and he did so, he just wrote yes. He was very understated about it. Didn't even take any glory. Didn't say anything no. after after we finished the uh, the DLC. He just went GG and off he popped. Great He's game. probably too tired from carrying you. Yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. His back was too heavy. It was aching after all that carrying he was doing. It must have been a heavy load. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's a decent DLC. Um, there is a full write up on the site. Um, but yeah, it's it's worth going back for to experiences. It was nice to have some new content that doesn't involve replaying the entirety of the boring campaign from the first release so yeah good times very very nice uh and also a uh, cheeky plug there's also a full right up for two point campus should you want to dive into that as well uh, <laughs> but we will move on tom what is your game of the week uh my real game of the week is my recommendation so i'm gonna save that Fair. Uh, okay. my like, oh a real one and a yeah. not real one okay my other game of the week is inscription i i picked up the ps5 version came out uh it's very good but i think it was oversold Um, okay how so well i remember when it came out and everyone was like oh it's not what you expect it's so subversive uh but i think it relies on that if you know if you even expect the subversion it makes it less and that's to me that's that's not a great thing like if you can remove the surprise and your game isn't as good for it your surprise isn't as good as it should be you know um it's hard to describe and i can't so i don't want to say what it is without because like major spoils yeah 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 um it's got an elusive description for now. Is it worth yeah. playing? It, the 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 roguelike element of it, the card game, is really good. Um, and there's a when you when you beat it, you get a essentially endless version of the card game. So you can just you beat it and then you can just play it as a roguelike, and that is really fun. But I, I still really liked it. Um, it's it's really good, but I think it relies too much on you not knowing about the subversion but everyone it's been out for a year now like everyone has mentioned it in talking about it if anyone mentions this game that's what they talk about they don't talk about how good the actual card game is they talk about oh you you won't expect what happens but then once you know that that's coming it makes 
yeah, a little bit lesser, I guess. Um, but it is still really good, and it's it's I think it was like fifteen ninety nine, so it's pretty cheap. I got oof, I want to say like eight eight hours, like just for the the main bulk of it. I think hmm. maybe maybe that's not bad. Yeah, but it is it is still like a really good roguelike. Um, it's it does a lot of interesting things, but I think the year long like I I was holding off hoping it would get a console release. Um, I just don't enjoy playing stuff on my PC so much anymore now that I've got a you know a PS5 that's better than my PC. Um, yeah, just be like that sometimes. Yeah, and and it, yeah, and it was so like huge. It was such a massive thing that I fully expected it would get one, and lo and behold, it did. Um, so I had it on pre-order. Uh, no regrets in it. It is it is still well worth the time, and it is it is a solid like the twist stuff is good it's just not enough to carry it and i don't think the the roguelike element on its own was enough to carry it mm-hmm. Fair. um Fair. It is, it's, it's decent but don't expect the hype oh it's still like an eight out of ten it's okay. still very very good i liked it a lot it's just yeah um i think i think it was overblown with oh. just how transgressive it was i guess Right. Um, ah. right. Well, I'm looking forward to your real game of the week and see, yeah. <laughs> see what that's about. But it's nice inscription. I think we have. A, do we have a review? I'm sure Greg reviewed it. He, I, I, there might have been a review for PC. Well, I did request the console one, but we never. Oh, then maybe it. that's fine. Right. Oh, we didn't go on. Oh, okay. Well, then that's my. It might have just been that Greg bought it actually. To be fair, so well, there it is. And uh, Josh. What is your game of the week, my dude? Uh, so I've been playing a game that came out on the 1st of September, 2015. Okay. Uh, so really it, recent then, like yesterday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it wasn't Metal Gear Solid Five. It was <laughs> a forgotten game called Mad Max. Um, <laughs> I, I remember I bought both at the same time. And I think you know, without saying anything too much, you know where my attention went to at the time. Um, But I have given it like a fair shake a few times now. This is probably my third proper go at it. And every time I've really enjoyed it, it's just quite a long one to get through. But it has really aged quite significantly since I first played it. Um, I do think I'm playing on PlayStation and I do think Xbox has given it a bit of... uh, TLC with like 60 frames and uh, maybe like an up res or something like that for their mm-hmm. version. Um, but no, it's a really good open world game. Um, for a barren wasteland, it is such a fun wasteland to explore. Um, that's devoid. It's not necessarily devoid of color because of the characters are quite colorful themselves. Um, and you don't have to watch the movies to enjoy the game. Cause I think, it has like Batman, Arkham kind of fighting style. Um, it has comparable like driving mechanics. I wouldn't say it's the best. It was decent back in the day, but I think games have done it better since. So it's quite hard to relearn those sort of old, old driving habits. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 determined to finish it this time. Um, each time I just get lost in the open world, do all the open worldy bits, and then fall off it because something else comes out. That's a lot bigger and a lot 
better, <laughs> but I do enjoy it. It's really good. Um, but Kat, what's your uh, game of the week? Thank you so much, Josh, for asking. That's so kind of you. Um, I don't really have one because I can't really talk about any of the games I've played this week until in the next week. Um, so I will say I'm still playing Days Gone. I'm still absolutely loving Days Gone. Um, I, I did jump in back, back, as you know, Josh and Miles, we did jump back into Dead by Daylight. That's such a piece of shit game. <laughs> They've absolutely wow. destroyed the game now. This whole absolute refurb of the game, I think. You said wow, but I know you agree with me. <laughs> Sorry, I got lost in what you were trying to say. I thought you were talking about Back to Blood, but I think you might, <laughs> might have meant to say Dead by Daylight. <laughs> did I say Dead by Did I say Dead by Daylight or did I, think, I say Back for Blood? I don't want to guess. I think you said you. both. I think, yeah, I think you, you really threw a curveball there because I thought you said Back for Blood. <laughs> I was like, wow. Miles said it was all right and you are dogging it out. Okay, no, 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 no. <laughs> then I'm obviously having a slam in my head. So I did say, what I meant to say was I'm still playing Days Gone. Really right. enjoying that. Really yes. loving that. And then we yeah. jumped in. With that fun. Yeah, oh, that's what I said. I said we jumped back into and then I must have said for blood. <laughs> yeah. That's how that's how my brain works, obviously. Um, so yeah, we jumped into the Dead by Daylight, didn't we? And that was part yeah. uh, I think, Josh, you DC'd every single game you played. No, nah, not every single one. He finished um, one. Yeah, I finished one. I mean, he was tunneled out of that game, but you know, it all counts. I'm just, uh, I'm just not going to play by their rules anymore. (laughs) I'm just a baby. (laughs) I don't like baby. Um, I will, I will add a caveat and just say that I've played as Wesker for about ten to twelve matches, and although I got my absolute ass handed to me for nine out of those twelve matches, he's a really fun killer to use. Um, but I don't know if that's just the game's awful balancing now or whether he genuinely is great. Well, yeah, but... now the game is like rewarding you for playing Survivor because it's such a shit mix. <laughs> yeah. It's like forcibly like leaving your hands on an oven ring. What was the point? <laughs> you can hey, be we've amazing. Been doing it for about two years now. So, <laughs> yeah, but at least we've been tapping. good at it. You know, this is just yeah. ass handing. Um, yeah, I think. Um, I think the people that play Dead by Dead now just uh, are having really bad days and they just want to torture people. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, well, thanks all. All interesting games, all some oldies, some goodies. Um, Tom, I just saw your uh, chat, which I would like to share with the group <laughs> uh, and the listeners. Uh, Nan pulling off million point combos. I think she was. I think she was. Poor Nan. Lover. Lover. Anywho, let's get into it. Let's go into the quiz. Um, I do have a silly quiz today. Sean, I don't know how you did it for so long, pal, because uh, I'm running out of ideas. <laughs> um, so, kudos to Sean. Oh, don't get me started. Yeah, the, 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 I went through the bottom of the barrel into the subcore of the earth. Yeah. I let, I let Paul do it once, and then I had to... <laughs> I don't know if you ever remember the Paul quiz. <laughs> the Paul quiz. I did, I wish, I wish that we could just like get it in here. That the, the one time that Paul did the quiz, and he he basically used sound effects from the most obscure eighties games that he could find. <laughs> Nobody got an answer, <laughs> so, so I had to find new new things to quiz on. Oh, Paul! Bless you, cat. Bless you for taking this mantle. Ah, oh, thank you so much. Well, I've got my spatula, and I too am scraping the bottom of the barrel. Um. <laughs> Um, but today's theme is game abbreviations. 
because that's the theme I've come up with. Uh, like I said, I'm, I've got no shame. I'm scraping this battle right now. Um, it's a bit of fun because I think actually a lot of you are going to know a lot of the answers. So it really is, it really is fastest finger first. Um, I'm, I'll take any emoji and not just the hands up. So if you are rushing towards raising your hand, obviously don't just send me poos because that's just offensive on my quiz. Um, <laughs> but are we? So basically, I'm going to give you a couple of letters. You're going to tell me, Miles, piss off. You're going to tell me what it means. And I'm going to tell you if you're right or not. Everyone's going to do poos now. Oh, <laughs> it's not a reflection of your quiz or hosting. It's not a reflection of your quiz or hosting. <laughs> I'm actually trying to look for a scraping emoji, but I, I don't think there is one. It so. might be like a garden shovel. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe wait yeah. until the poo is off the screen before you start talking about scraping. <laughs> here's, here's just a trumpet instead for you. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know. Okay. Um, so, question one. The first abbreviation is NPC. Oh, Miles. Non-playable character. That would be correct. Well done. See, some of you are going to get, you'll all get a point in this. Be fine. Don't want to hear anything from two weeks ago. It was, the quiz is too hard. <laughs> uh, question two. AFK. Oh, my God, that was Tom, I think. It's away from keyboard. Uh, the, abs yes. the absolute speed of that. Both yeah, that Sean was, and Tom gross. were immediate. That was absolutely great. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Fing finger is on the, the yeah, raise hand this button. Is, this is like... This is they tough. are definitely not away from keyboard, are they? <laughs> Far from it. Um, question three. GG's. Tom. Good game. Okay. This might throw a couple of people. Question four. GGP. Sean, is that a legacy hand or a real hand? <laughs> That's a legacy hand. Bring it to you guys anyway. Good game, pal. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, but I love the enthusiasm. <laughs> the Americans out there. <laughs> good game, pal. <laughs> Can you imagine if I put that in the quiz? Like, good game. Just, and then it'd be like, the Americans. Good game, pal. <laughs> uh, Josh. Good game, prick. Uh, no. <laughs> That would be the British version, I think. That would be the British version. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anybody else? GGP. Miles. Gotta go piss. It actually is. Well done. No! Are you joking? Are you joking? <laughs> Gotta go pee! Yeah. <laughs> oh my well god. Done. Wow. Is that, yeah. is that wow. strictly gaming related? Oh my god. Yeah, it's like AFK. GGP. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, question five um, MMO RPG Tom Massively multiplayer online role playing game Yeah, hold on dude uh, Question six OP Bloody hell Tom <laughs> Overpowered <laughs> uh, Seven uh, H-U-D Oh my god I think oh, I feel like I saw Josh and then you put it down very quickly or was that a legacy hand that was a yeah I know what a HUD is but I'm not going to just explain it right now because I do not actually know the acronym oh okay okay Tom <laughs> heads up display well done dude well done uh, okay question eight D-O-T <laughs> Tom I'm, I'm very sorry damage <laughs> over time yeah, well done. I, I, I play MMOs. 
I'm certainly <laughs> feeling that damage over time right now. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, question nine is a DC. Oh my god, <laughs> Tom. I don't give it to Miles. Okay, I Miles. Feel bad. <laughs> we do this on Dead by Daylight a lot. We disconnect. <laughs> yes, we do. And last up, question ten: LFP. Just heard Miles in the other room go, what the fuck is LFP? <laughs> LFP, anybody? Sean? Left-facing penis? <laughs> what? You're so right. <laughs> Definitely used in The Sims. Harder, <laughs> <laughs> harder. Susu, left-facing penis. <laughs> anybody else? Josh? Left for pizza. Oh my god, what a shout, but no. Oh. Good game, pal. Gotta go pee. Left for pizza. <laughs> Miles. Lend four pennies. <laughs> Don't even know. A begging chat. Tom? Let's fucking play. Oh, that's so good. I wish it was that, but it's not. Is that everybody? Everyone's done it, haven't they? I think everyone's had it. Yeah. Can I have a proper go? You can have a proper go, Sean. Is it for players? Yes, I will accept that. Well okay. done. Yeah, I'm looking for party or looking for players. Well done, dude. Woo! Well done, mate. Well done. Yes! <laughs> well done, guys. Um, I, I I don't think anyone won. I think everyone tied there. Oh yeah, definitely. I definitely yeah, won. Yeah, absolutely. Winner of that one. Um, Sean, you got one. Josh, mate. For every time you you went in, Tom just pipped you to the post. So it, you know, it's not that you didn't know it. It's just that. You ain't got, you got a slow finger, you know? Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> what a thing to tell Miles. someone. I actually moved my finger to the beat of C-Bat, so I'll have you know. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I knew you'd worm that in somewhere. <laughs> I'm fucking glad he did, though. Oh, that's great. Miles, you scored uh, three, and uh, Tom, you are our crowning champion with six. So well <laughs> done, dude. <laughs> Well done. Well done, sir. Well done. Good and game, pal. Fair, yeah. It would have been seven for him, but he gave me one, so. Close <laughs> game oh. is what I'm going to say. Close game. Yep. GG's, guys. GG's. GG, oh. GG. <laughs> no All right, game. then. Well done, guys. Good game, pals. Um, I suppose we should get into some gaming news. How about that? How about that? Let's do it. Okay, so uh, our first kind of point of the week uh images claiming to show konami's silent hill 2 remake have appeared online uh reading from vgc news posted by jordan midler of course uh yeah that's it so the images which have widely circulated across social media are reportedly from an internal pitch demo from the game uh these are an internal pitch demo from bluebird before they got greenlit so it's literally a no budget proof of concept thing this isn't actually what the final game looks like BGC reported last year that Konami was planning to revive the Long Dormant Horror series, and this remake is said to be part of those plans. Uh, a, a VGC reporter also earlier this year stated that Silent 2 remake is understood to be in active development, and sources suggest this will be a timed exclusive for PlayStation consoles alongside PC. Uh, another episodic series of Silent Hill short stories are understood to also be in development under Studio Annapurna Interactive. Um, yeah, so let me start from the top. Sean, are you excited about this? I know there was some chat on the Slack. Toby was a bit dubious that this was a thing. Uh, you seem pretty confident this is a thing. How are you feeling about it? What is your history with 
Silent Hill or Silent Hill 2? Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of the Silent Hill games. They, they, they kind of pioneered a different type of survival horror, um, which we kind of hadn't had at the time. So um, I'm, I'm very excited about this. Um, I, I'm a bit hesitant. So, so Bloober Team are apparently the people who are behind the development. And I, I quite like their games. I think they, they make you know, reasonably good um, psychological horrors. But they, they do have a tendency to just like dial some stuff in. The fact that they've been given a blueprint by, you know, that Konami is, is like, this is the Silent Hill remake. I don't think it's just Silent Hill 2 either. I think, I think it's, it's more than just the second. Um, probably all of them, isn't it? Really? If they're going to do one, they're going to do more. I think it Maybe. was probably one and two. Um, and then, you know, this is, this is Konami we're talking about. So <laughs> um, I'm, I'm hopeful. But I mean, if you think about Konami's publishing history for, you know, the last um, couple of years, you know, ever since you know their, their big, very public breakup with Kojima, everything's kind of been going downhill. You know, um, Pro Evo is no longer very good. Contra had a pretty shit entry. Frogger is now just on its arse. They really don't try anything else, but apart from. The Yu-Gi-Oh game, which, which continues to be good, and then they recently released, released that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: The Kalbunga Collection. So, I, I do feel like you know they are currently looking into remakes, and I think it's a really safe bet because their original console releases have not been well received ever since Metal Gear Survive. So, I think it's real. I think it'll be fine. I do think the other Silent Hill projects are probably more exciting than what we'll see. Because I do think they will be a reasonably faithful remake rather than, you know, and I'd, I get the feeling that there's probably going to be some um, other surprises Silent Hill related coming soon in the future too. Mm, very nice. Very nice. Do you think, have you seen, have you seen the pictures? Do you think that they will start, stay kind of faithful to the, I, I get the feeling it'll be kind of similar to the way that The Last of Us Part 1 was done. Okay, um, sure. So that, like, the structure is the same, but obviously the gameplay is going to have to be updated, and I don't think we're going to have tank controls. I think they'll probably switch it up and make areas a bit bigger to accommodate for that. And obviously that comes with a lot of the challenges, like updating enemies and things that, you know, so they they don't just give you a couple of frames to sort your aim out <laughs> as you point into the distance. <laughs> as you point meanlessly like into the fog. <laughs> I, I get the feeling that it's going to be somewhere between like a remake and a total remaster. You know, it's not yeah. going to be it's not going to be totally original, but I do feel like we're going to see like a big step on visuals, a big change in gameplay, um, and just to bring it up to the modern day standard. Because obviously yeah. I think I think the idea is to have these available for when the the like exciting Silent Hill stuff starts to happen. Yes, fingers crossed. Nice, yeah, and that makes sense, doesn't it? You know, it's been a long time since Silent oh. Hill <laughs> has been been around, um, and like you say, it's been a, bit, a little bit bleak from <laughs> Kojima ever since the PT thing. Um, so yeah. Cool. Uh, Tom, where, where do you stand with Silent Hill? Are you excited for this uh, Silent Hill 2 remake? Have you seen the leaks? Um, I, I saw the images, which are very 
grainy and you they can barely are. make anything <laughs> out. Which, which to it's me, like, like shit CCTV, isn't it? Yeah, to me, that kind of legitimizes it in a way. Like oh. someone's hastily snapped a pic of it, I suppose. As opposed like, shit, to like gotta a make it blurry so my anonymity is covered. Yeah, like if if this was like someone's Unreal Engine fan project, like they'd have shared it. You know, um, I'm hesitant. Uh, Bloober. I've I've never really enjoyed a Bloober game. I tried Blair Witch, couldn't get on with it. I tried the Medium, couldn't get on with it. Um, I haven't played Layers of Fear, but or um, what was the Cyberpunk Observer? I think was them. The Observer. Yeah, with uh, Rutger Hauer. That one. That one. I've got somewhere. That's that's probably the one. The game of theirs I most want to play. I just haven't because there's four million games. Um, I'm hesitant. One because anything Silent Hill after what pt could have been is always gonna be um i guess sad sad yeah honestly yeah pt is my biggest like gaming sadness mourning yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. actually i mourn for a game that, yeah. never, that never was that had like an incredible creative team Junji Ogiyama Dotoro and Kojima. Like, that's. That would have been. Who knows? But PT is the scariest thing I've ever played besides Alien Isolation in VR. And it was a demo. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Um, Bloober, from what I'm aware, when the medium came out, there was a lot of coverage of Bloober not handling mental health issues very well in that story and silent hill 2 is is a game all about mental health issues like underlying that's 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 a huge underlying theme so i'm incredibly cautious that was a good spoiler free little description you had yeah i mean i mean the game the game's like 20 years old at this point (laughs) I'll dance around it as much as I can because it is still like a great thing. It's a little bit trite now, but that's because Silent Hill 2 is the one that made it a thing people started doing. Mm-hmm. I feel like Bloober have been chasing Silent Hill. Um, the medium is is a Silent Hill-esque game. I mean, even Akira Yamaoka did the soundtrack on it and he's the Silent Hill composer for those that don't know um it feels like they've been chasing what silent hill 2 specifically was with that um they did announce last year i think uh on the vg article uh, vgc article it does say they announced last year i remember them saying they had a strategic agreement with konami and i think even then people were like it's silent hill based on bloober's track record uh, I hope it's good because Silent Hill 2 is an incredibly special game. Um, I don't, f- I, I, I'm cautious in my optimism. I don't, I don't want to be excited for something from a studio where they've not put out any games that I've played that I've liked particularly well. 
Um, it sounds like you don't want to be hyped for a game that might disappoint you. Like It's hard to get hype for anything Silent <laughs> Hill, given what happened with PT, but also what happened with that franchise post, I don't know, Silent Hill Origin on PSP, which I think was the last like decent one. And then yeah. they did like Dungeon Crawler and Pachinko and two bad like American Silent Hill games. <laughs> it's, 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 there's not been a really good Silent Hill thing for a long time. No. Um, you know, like RuPaul's don't fuck it up. <laughs> don't. Actually, yeah, because like Sean said, <laughs> Konami recently have, ever since the the breakup with Kojima, they, they put out Survive. It was, Survive's not a bad game. It's just an awful Metal Gear Solid spinoff. Like, <laughs> it, it should have just been its own thing, but they were just using the assets they had. Uh, I know um, Pro Evo or Everest called now. Um, that free-to-play one was also, like, a total mess. Konami have been not doing so hot. Mm. Um, so it's it's difficult to get, you know, hype for something, especially because all we know is, hey, it maybe exists, and here are some... Uh, here are, here, yeah, here are some <laughs> vertical slice screenshots they did as a presentation to be like, hey, we can do this. Um, sure. I hope it's good. I know... I know, like, everyone that likes Silent Hill 2 knows what Silent Hill 2 is and how it should be. I don't think if this does exist, they'll stray too far from that. I think Sean's probably right. They'll they'll likely remove tank controls, especially if these screenshots are anything to go by, if mm-hmm. that is how the game actually presents itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so it will require a total redesign because that game is built for tank controls, you know? Mm-hmm. Um I'm I'm hoping it's good. I'll keep an eye out. I mean, TGS is coming up this month. Maybe, maybe we'll hear a sliver of Silent Hill news there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I, I don't really know what else to say about it other than cautious we'll optimism. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. But I'm not holding my breath. Okay. If, if it's good, hooray. If it's bad, I'm not disappointed. I think there's going to be a lot of people who, you know, given the how old Silent Hill is now in the series mm-hmm. and how I well love the series, as like you said, it comes from a big, you know, a big audience of people because of the films. You know, there's there's a lot of big fan community for Silent Hill and, and what it represents, like you said, with mental health. Uh, so I think if it's not good, people are going to be mad. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh, played Silent Hill games? Do you like them? Have you never played them? Where are you? Where do you stand with Silent Hill? Uh, yeah, so I played um, Silent Hill Two for the first time during lockdown, like the first one. Um, and Tom's pretty much right; like, it's it is a bit of an old game these days to play, um, but it is such a special game that I think is something that everyone should experience if they like games. Um, it tells such deep stories with its characters without saying too much, and there's a lot of nuance in it that is like seen in other games to this day. And I think uh, I think it was Tom that said that Blooper Team have been like chasing that sort of Silent Hill ever since. Um, the screenshots, I'm going to be maybe controversial and say I don't like the look of them for what I can see. Um, aesthetically, they're a little bit more generic, a bit bright compared to the 
like foggy i know it's not always foggy especially not inside but like the darkness of those uh of the design and, and the levels was like what made it creepy like not being able to see what's in front of you was kind of the point um and for silent hill 2 back in the day i think their a lot of their design choices was more of a problem solving issue on their limitations um and i don't think we see that in games these days because there's not much of a limit anymore um i just hope that they faithfully re faithfully recreate it um i i, I mean they re-released it on ps3 and they changed the voice actors so like the re-release is like troy baker and other people um i know some people kind of dislike that because it's a bit more of a professional take and the original voice actors were like first timers into the business and like was it there was like some sort of like honesty in their acting compared to someone professional like some people say it was hammy and it was it was bad um but others really enjoyed it for that um so there's a lot of like things they can or cannot get wrong um but if they just make resident evil 2 how that was remade and just do the same thing for Silent Hill 2 with the, if Blue would do that, like they can't go any wrong. Nothing different with Resident Evil 2, uh, like overall wise, like it plays differently. But other than that, it's pretty faithful. So if they do that, then I'm good. Just do that. Just do that. Just shove it. <laughs> Just shove it. Um, okay, cool. Um, Miles, I know you've played the medium, I know you've reviewed the medium, I'm pretty sure you reviewed Blair Witch, so you are very familiar with Bluebird, yeah. do you treat them with Silent Hill? Uh, yes and no, I think there's a couple of caveats, I sometimes think with a team like Bluebird, they've done, like, Layers of Fear was fine, it was okay, it wasn't amazing, it wasn't bad, uh, the medium I did really enjoy, I think a lot of people's issues with it were the way it approaches mental health and some of its depictions of it. I don't know if I didn't follow the story quite as closely as other people did, because I didn't have as much of a problem with it. I think it does tread some very fine lines of what is, um, I don't want to spoil anything, but it it kind of uh, doesn't blame what it should blame at times and blames things it shouldn't blame for why characters and people do certain things within the world um and i think some of it was a quite heavy-handed and poorly thought out but on the same note i found the story itself the overarching narrative had just quite a bit of intrigue in it and it had me quite interested um i think blair witch i played in vr which obviously ups the scariness of it so i think they do they get some elements right but it feels like every release they've had so far there's been issues in somewhere in its execution or gameplay or whatever I think with Silent Hill 2, it's such a beloved game. I think they're going to really struggle to knock this one out of the park without pissing people off in some way. I don't think this is going to be a remake that everybody's happy with. I don't think it's going to be like a Demon Souls remake or a Shadow of the Colossus where everyone universally is quite pleased with it. Um, I think if they change the gameplay formula too much, all of the purists will hate it. I think if they don't change it enough, modern audiences won't play it. I think they're in a really difficult, tricky place, and I think they're going to have to pull off a almost like a Resident Evil 2 style of, you know, impressive remake in order to actually make this a real success. And I think because Resident Evil 2 has already done it, I think yeah. it's not going to come off as well because Resident Evil 2 has already 
revolutionized how we see remakes and what can be done to bring an older game which will play like shit now into the modern era and i'm not sure silent hill 2's gameplay or focus lends itself as well to that as resident evil 2's did um especially being of the same genre as well yeah it, uh, it's like a direct competitor and he capcom mm. are good and konami is shit <laughs> fuck konami um and I'll I'll obviously never forgive Konami because Metal Gear is my favorite series and completely <laughs> utterly ruined the series after that. Not um, yeah, no, they're not bitter at it, about it at all. But I do think Bluebird Team can do some good stuff. I'm I hope that they do. I want them to do well with this. Um, I think the biggest issue they're going to have is like Josh kind of touched on. How are they going to recreate like the fog and the scariness and the claustrophobia in a modern graphics engine? And with what people expect now, because you kind of can't recreate that same feel that they did way back when. Um, and I think that's a big part of Silent Hill 2's lore. And the story's not going to hit quite as hard because, as also mentioned, people are kind of used to those kind of things now. But I'm I want Bluebird to do well. I'm not sure how this is going to end up, but I think I'll play it because I want to play an updated, graphically impressive uh Silent Hill 2. So I'm I'm hopeful, but not expecting. Fair enough. So mixed. I think everyone seems cautiously excited, but cautiously, <laughs> very, very cautiously. Um, I'll, I'll admit I've not played Silent Hill games. Uh, I'm with Toby. I, by the time I got around to it, it was more just worth waiting for it. So it'd be nice to jump into it. It'd be nice to excuse to to jump in and experience it. But I won't have the same, I guess, expectations or assumptions than others. Um, so I guess we'll see. Um. Okay, so our next news topic is about The Last of Us Part 1, uh, which released this week. I know we've been speaking uh, on a few podcasts now uh, about this, you know, is the £70 worth it? Was it, you know, is it going to be kind of worth the hype? Is it, you know, what we are we going to get anything with it? Is it is it going to be a bundle? Is it eventually going to come onto, you know, PS Extra? What's that going to look like? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, the latest drama in this series is that lots of people have bought Firefly editions of The Last of Us Part 1. And this is a limited edition PlayStation Direct bundle that includes a still book, some comic books and a variety of DLC that costs £100 before shipping. Um, except now a lot of them have turned up damaged and Sony will not be replacing or refunding them. Uh, Games Radar, reading from Games Radar uh, by Vicky Blake, uh, they say Sony is reportedly refusing to replace The Last of Us Part 1 Firefly editions that have been damaged during shipping, even though the pricey collector's edition was only available from the company's own PlayStation Direct store. Last of Us Part 1 features a still case, the first four comics in the American Dream series, as well as a bunch of in-game skins and boosts. Uh, it, the, given the Firefly edition costs $99, but the standard version of the game is $69.99, you'd expect the limited edition would have been securely shipped uh, there have been lots of discussions on social media to complain about the quality of the packaging uh, people have found that their uh, like comics have been bent uh, the box itself has been kind of bent um, and uh, yeah they're not really getting much compensation off it they apparently are giving people 20% off another game on their store but not necessarily any refundings or replacements, uh, which seems a bit strange considering they probably could, you know, from a business aspect, just write it off and charge the courier. But uh, but what do people think of this? Do, you know, 
are we and also what are your impressions of the last of us part one let's double entendre this um a what do you think of this story and b have you seen or played any of the last of us part one and what are your first impressions now it's been released i'll go back down the other side of the line miles let's start with you uh obviously after my little tirade about it a few weeks ago i haven't bought the last of us part one yet what um, are you I, joking <laughs> i would I never have guessed i know surprise right um so i'm still going to hold out for a very very deep sale or until it comes to subscription um i think story-wise it's it's kind of in line with sony and naughty dogs kind of I don't want to say arrogance, but it might be arrogance. I feel like it might be. It's arrogance. Yeah, let's just call it arrogance. It is, isn't it? Um, in that they just kind of don't really give a shit. You know, they've shipped these copies of games to people, like made them fork out a load of money. And I guess they could, you know, say, oh, it was a courier thing or, oh, it was just an unlucky battle, whatever. But I just feel like they're charging 70 quid or 100 pounds in this case um, for this product. And if it's come to you in shitty quality and it's completely broken, you know, people buy these things because they want them to look nice. That's why you buy these kind of steelbook versions or whatever. Um, so to have it completely busted when you get it kind of defeats the point of buying it in the first place. So I think it just kind of sucks. I don't think it's a massive story. I think it is a shame that it's happened and it's not the end of the world, but I think they should be giving out refunds for it. And the 20% off thing is just a dick move because they're like, huh, we won't give you your money back but you can spend more money on our store. We'll just charge you a little bit less, which we should do anyway. You can spend um, more money on our store for games that we can, you know. Our inflated prices. Yeah, that, that we charge you an extra 20% for anyway. So we're just giving you the normal price of it. Um, yeah, I think it's just another another knock to Sony's you know, reputation. It's just not a good look. But again, it's not the biggest thing. It's relatively minor in the grand scheme of it. But it's just disappointing. You kind of hope that they'd just be a bit nice and say, do you know what? Fair enough. We'll refund you or send you a new version or whatever. Oh, Sony, what's happened to you? Oh, yeah, I know. Um, Josh, I know that you are a big fan of the, how do I put this? Like you're, you're a big supporter of the price for The Last of Us and uh, kind of had some good arguments in regards to myself and my price. Have you seen The Last of Us? Have you, have you played any of it? Have you bought it yourself? Um and um, what do you think of this story? You just said there it was kind of arrogance. Um, no, I've not. I've not bought it. Um, I just don't have the money for it. <laughs> it's a game that I've completed uh, probably about eight times each time it came out. So PS3, PS4. Um, it's not something I'm going to go straight out and buy when I, when you know times are hard and times are going to be harder after today. But we won't get into that. Um, uh, it's just yeah i've seen i follow um a collector who themselves had a package and their collector's edition is naff and you know it's um it's a really i don't know it's kind of shallow i guess like collecting things you want them in good condition um people don't just necessarily resell them for that sake uh, although some people that maybe had the prospect of reselling them are now pissed off because they they can't resell a damaged item. Um, it's just the response is the worst thing about it, I think. Um, there's no place that I've been to that has not given a replacement, given a refund. You know, you can keep... Like, certain things I've bought that have come back damaged. They, they expect it. They don't expect you to send it back. You keep that one. They send you a new one, no extra charge, and that's it. That's like, you know, that that is the fair practice. If that, you get a refund. 
and you keep the broken item or whatever you do whatever you want with it um i, I just don't see the optics for not um you know not kind of writing the wrongs of their um of the delivery um of them to be honest uh yeah it's a bit of a, a bit of a weird Hit, it's really. not it's not standard practice is what i'm trying to say i think yeah, is that yeah. it's like i've had vinyl shipped across the whole across the world like i've bought vinyls from america and they've come in good condition and if they've not they've been sorted out and you just expect that i think everyone expects that as like a bare minimum yeah um, absolutely i mean you're paying for a product don't you? you're paying <laughs> for a for consumption of something and if you're not yeah. consuming that product in the way it was meant to be yeah. consumed then you know it's up to the businesses to sort that out it's a really strange move from sony i think as well josh i completely agree with you because it's it's not only like damaging i guess like because they're hiking up their prices they're doing this and the other they're like constantly showing that they give less of a shit about their audience and their exactly. and their customers and now they're not gonna say hey we're a multi-billion pound company do you know what we'll replace it we made the mistake or actually you know this is out of our hands but you know we're big enough and ugly enough to replace what you bought because you know when when this comes out for the last of us part two or um well inevitably bundle that into the the last of us part one um or it comes out with thor ragnarok you know people are going to be like why the fuck would i why would i pay 100 pounds for it to be damaged for then to be no safeguard if that 100 pounds you know doesn't come it's worth nothing anymore because absolutely yeah there's no longevity in what you've got i like no yeah yeah, it's not even (laughs) worth 100 pounds when it gets to your post you know you can still play it but people don't just like people have played it like they want it they want it to look nice on their shelf amongst everything else yeah um i've I've forgotten what i was gonna say but it's uh it's like we're like a podcast that have probably got the majority of people that play playstation um here uh me you miles uh, i think sean plays playstation as well as like their main console and we've bashed sony like three weeks on the trot now yeah <laughs> and so it's not it's not fun to do we aren't necessarily sony ponies but <laughs> <laughs> we we do want to see this company do all right we want them to do good things and week by week it's just showing more arrogance and showing less like, less so that they're in tune with their their audience like every news story that comes out like at this point it's it's like how can i show i give less shit about less of a shit about everyone who buys from me (laughs) exactly like how how else are you gonna just make yourself look worse and make everyone else around you who are doing who are gonna end up doing better than you in the end Mm -hmm. you know yeah absolutely um tom where uh where are you have you have you seen the last of us part one uh, i what the the new one the new new one yeah the new new one have you seen it or do you own it or have you played it what are your thoughts now it's been released plus what do you think about what's been going on with the firefly um collective i've i've been on the last few pods where we've talked about this and this is like the piss soaked cherry on top of the shit cake that is <laughs> our discussions of this part one remake remaster it's a remaster it's not a remake um charging a hundred dollars for a thing that they will ship to you that looks like someone's just stood on it not offering any sort of actual value valuable like um 
oh, I, I can't think of the fucking word. Um, not even they don't even need to send you a new copy of the game. Get do a second yeah, print of the sure. steel books. Yeah, print out these comics that will be pennies to print. Send them out and actually pack it properly. So you're just saying replace what's damaged. Yeah, if the comic don't, books if are damaged. The, just, the, just send out the comic books. If the game disc yeah, is fine, sure. I'm assuming it comes with a disc. Sometimes they don't even do that with collectors' <laughs> editions anymore. But that's a whole Lately, other fucking topic. Yeah. <laughs> um, fucking yeah. Just you don't even need to send another copy of the game. Just send the actual things that you're buying the collector's edition for. Um, instead of offering twenty percent off our digital store, that they are like, like Josh of ours has said, like stuff's already expensive on the store anyway. I I still can't believe the base version of Part One is seventy quid. I can buy The Last of Us remastered, a PS4 remaster of a game that has actually more content in it for fifteen ninety nine, like. Yeah. Oh, I I don't get it. But yeah, it is arrogance. It's because people have lapped it up. And I'm not saying I'm not blaming people for buying it. People love this game. I've played The Last of Us a couple of times. Mm. I like it. I never thought it was what the world thinks it is. But again, that's nonetheless. Even if this was my favorite game in the world, this would still be bullshit. Yeah. Um, it is absolutely taking advantage like <laughs> I, I i just don't get it it's it's shit <laughs> the whole thing is shit <laughs> and and in in a world now where i'm not going to say nintendo but xbox are your primary competitor let's be real nintendo are in their own little world sure. for sure um and xbox are constantly offering <laughs> great value for consumers oh this yeah, well, a, yeah this is a shit look um as much as like people are here and there on Game Pass, I know Sean's got thoughts on Game Pass not being such a high value mark because it'll potentially bring the value of games down as a whole. I see that for what it is, but it's inarguable that it is value for money. For sure. Yeah. The Last of Us Part One is not value for money. Yes, it looks technically nice. Graphically, it's very fucking impressive. But I can buy a remaster of that game for less than a quarter of the price <laughs> sure, for sure. that has more content in it yeah for it's, sure. it's fucking baffling and yeah I, I i think there will be i think they will see the backlash to this and probably be like shit we need to um you know do some fucking work to build bridges there because yeah everyone's pissed yeah well they're really getting their pitchforks out right now aren't they sony tony so yeah i mean they need to do something really because this is fucked. Like people have paid a hundred dollars, hundred quid. I don't know how much the UK price is, and I don't know if this is a worldwide issue or if this is just the American versions. Because I, I think of the images, it was from Americans. Uh, I, so the, the article was from America, yeah. Yeah. So, so I don't, I don't know if this is a worldwide that. issue, but regardless, if it's happening anywhere, it's shit. Yeah. They're paying a premium for a thing that they can only get from their service. Yeah. That shit should have been fucking at least in a box, not a fucking, like, bubble wrap envelope. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Sean, I know you were pretty excited to jump into The Last of Us Part 1, so it seems like you might have a bit to say on your thoughts, impressions of it. 
since it dropped this week uh yeah let me have them what what are your thoughts what are your impressions you did you buy it do you have it i do have it nice what do you think um so a little bit of a backstory so i didn't play this on ps3 i i waited a few years to play it on ps4 okay and i got about a quarter of the way through the game this is the the nightmare of reviewing games (laughs) sometimes you just don't get the time to play the games that you wanted to play yeah, and hit a backlog and went too far into the ether. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, I, I, I have two copies of it in in my cupboard over there on the PS4, um, neither of which I played for more than a couple of hours. Um, but what I will what I will say is that I, I did feel like I waited too long to play because on the PS4, where I at the time I was playing it, it was dated. Everything oh. about it was dated, and the PS5 version does not feel dated. It feels like a very modern creation. It's not just, uh, a, you know, a visual spit shine. Lots of things have been tweaked. Mm. Um, you know, the, the animations, um, they, like the picking up and the ladders and placings, things like that, they, it doesn't feel clunky. The textures are, are like, you know, miles ahead of where they were. This feels like a modern day creation. It and, doesn't look very nice. I've seen it. I've seen a couple of uh, uh, live streams. Yeah. Like I said, in in action when you're playing it when you're, you're like you know the part where you're sneaking away from the camp in the rain yeah uh, and the dog and you go through the sewers that bit was genuinely terrifying it, it was <laughs> like amazing like the, the when i played it on the ps4 version of the ps3 game it felt old and it didn't feel exciting because it just it was less of immersive yeah this this step up is it does make it far more immersive at least to me yeah, that is one thing I saw from the live stream the other day. Even though I saw someone else playing it, I felt like I was watching a film. There's so much story, there's so much richness. And you're right, there is like details that you forget that it's a game almost. You're like, oh, shit, I'm, this is a game. Someone's moving this because the cutscenes and the, 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 yeah, it's such a great game. Are you enjoying it? Are you glad that you've picked it back up? Yes, I am, because this was always my, like, you know eventually i was going to play it and it was just i was needed to wait for the time when i could play it yeah. and the fact that this this came around um now i'm I'm going to kind of play devil's advocate on on a lot of other things around this because i i understand why sony are charging so much for their games and i know that it's not a nice reason but also um it, it's something they need to do because Currently, games is in in a race to the bottom financially. Mm. You know, games are becoming far more disposable, and yeah. their 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 value in general is declining. So when when they Sony say, you know, we're going to charge seventy pounds for our games, everyone goes, "Fucking hell, that's that's too expensive," and they don't buy. It. But a, a portion of customers still do. So those mm. those that were paying forty five fifty pounds a couple of years ago. Are now paying seventy, which let's let's be honest, the price of games didn't increase for you know a lot a, lo- a lot of years. We were paying forty five to fifty quid for for a lot mm-hmm. of years for games, despite the fact that inflation had, had you know spiraled. So mm. now it feels like it's it's in it's in where it needs to be. But the thing is, the top price then for a sale um, becomes more valuable. So. Obviously, Sony sell to a smaller portion of people, but make the same amount of money. And the tail on these games via sales over time is greater. 
from a product perspective in a couple of months' time when they reduce it down to £50 because The Last of Us TV show comes out. And then mm-hmm. at Christmas, they drop it down to £30. And then in six months after that, they go, hey, it's now on PlayStation Plus. Yeah. It, it, you know, th- what they're doing is extending the lifetime of their games. Yeah. And I, I understand that. You know, it's not, it's not nice as a consumer. You know, being asked to pay to, for, for more just for something that you know has cost the same amount of money for a number of years. On the collections editions, so I have a theory. I have Ooh. a theory. Oh, okay. I have a theory that somewhere um, in a warehouse, a crate full of these was dropped. Yeah, that was my theory as well. And that's why they aren't claiming back on a courier. And this is why they're saying that they need to, you know, they're giving away this 20% discount because all of these boxes are all busted in the same way. So they all look like they've been squashed. And, you know, that's, that's, you know, that's fine because if you look at a lot of other people who've received their copies worldwide, they were in a box with PlayStation tissue. Mm-hmm. And I get the feeling that someone in Sony has realized, okay, we've, we just, we just smashed, you know, 15,000 copies of this game. Um, they've all been dropped. Now, when you when you go to make a collector's edition, um, you realise how quite expensive these things are because the printer for the comics is not in the same place as where the discs are being pressed, isn't mm. in the same place where these games are going to get boxed together, isn't going to be where they're packaged. So mm. when you make these collection's editions, they are insanely expensive to make, which is what is reflected in the price. Um, I know it's like a pennies per comic, but actually what you're doing is is printing thousands of them and having to do that in batches to get them to where they need to be next, which includes shipping cart, etc. So I get the feeling that a crate of like a, a, a pallet of these got broken. Mm. They posted them out anyway, and they did the math on going, okay, if every person in this thing complains, this is the amount of money we'll lose on the PlayStation store by giving them 20%. Or we can reprint them and delay them. And that's horrible. So some, some people are going to be happy that they got something at all. You know, some people will not complain. Other people definitely will complain and will take it further. And it may force Sony to do another run on the games, print another set. Like I said, it's, it's incredibly expensive. And that's got to be more expensive than 20% of the PlayStation Store. Yeah. Do you think 20% is enough? Um, if it was me... I mean, I I don't go for all the, the gubbins and shit that come with games. I just want the game. Yeah. Um, but for this game in particular, I understand, like, when people pre-order stuff with, with statues for games they've never played, that boggles my brain. I never understand what if the game is shit, you know. Um, but, but, but for this game in particular, I think actually 20% ain't enough. Mm. I think people have bought this, the people who really love this franchise have gone out and spent more money on an already expensive version of the game. And I think it's poor customer service, but I understand why Sony does it. Yeah. So it's Interesting. just mass on it. You know, they've, they've made a calculation and hope that... Yeah, they've, yeah, they've weighed up their chickens, haven't they? Yeah. Interesting, interesting. Oh, wow. There you I, have it, guys. Can, can I jump in? You can. Um, if, if this theory is true, I actually think it's worse. If they really? if yeah. they knew that 
let's say 15,000 copies of or 1500 copies of this box edition of the game is busted and sent them out anyway without pre-warning that's way worse if they knew a batch of these were fucked in a way that people would be genuinely pissed about as much as an expense as it is they should have at least before they went out said hey here's an update some of these are going to be damaged in shipping here's what you can do to get a refund or here's what you can do to that would have been the good, the good that, that would that, that, thing, that would have been the the way it a should bit have been handled in a, in a world now where social media is so massive. Pe- enough people would have seen it to get the word out that hey, this shit could happen. Places would have reported on it. It would have been a bad look, but at least people would have known going in. And it, I think this is a worse look if this theory is true. Obviously, this is all if the theory is true. I don't think um, I don't think this can I don't think it's it's theory. I think this is the only way. Well, I don't think it I mean it, it makes the most sense, right? Like you said, if they're all damaged in a very similar way, yeah, like what the, what else could have happened, right? But but also this is I mean, you know, there is no ethical consum- consumption under yeah. I mean, you know, capitalism and the fact that, you know, cars car manufacturers sell cars every day that they know will kill X number of people. And you, know, you you cannot you know, judge for these things. So. Sure, but if 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 you know, uh, all right, they sell a car and it's got a massive dent in it, and yeah. they know the dent's there. Yeah, but they sell it anyway. Yeah, there's shit, right? Like if I they know, if, well, if it happens they, if, every day, <laughs> right? But if they know it's fucked, they should have said before it got sent out. They should have had measures in place before it came out, and people then discovered, oh my, hundred pound. Hundred dollar collector's edition of this game. I love as fuck. What's going absolutely. on? Absolutely. I, I, I imagine what's happened is this happens in the warehouse. Then mm. where my house manager goes, oh fuck. Oh yeah, someone's and and then someone fucking lost their goes, job, oh, right? Shit. <laughs> yes, and that's what I, I imagine has happened. Yeah, it, it, it happens in the warehouse, and then they just go send fuck, them anyway. Yes, <laughs> get them out. Like we'll we'll fix it later. They, but... Yeah, even even a word of warning would have been something, right? Like they they must have known. There's no way they didn't. Um, so yeah, it's just it's just a bit of shit. But yeah, twenty percent on the store. People that buy these games are buying games on the store anyway, so they will use that twenty percent. But yeah, still a bit of a shit. Um, yeah, compensation, I guess, for this. Yeah, yeah, you can see from both sides. Like Sean's pointed out, that the kind of business. You know, decision about it. I think everyone else has gone through like the consumer's way of it, um, and yeah, I guess like you said, Tom, we'll see if if they do rebut them a little, little bit later down the line, or they bring something out, they apologise, or they do something else. If if you know, all of these fifteen thousand people do kick up a stink. Yeah, um, I mean, it's it's the Last of Us, right? It's it's like one of their premier top games. Like they know the people that love the Last of Us were going to be getting this. They know they're going to buy a lot of merchandise from the last of us the last of us makes enough money that they can sink that cost absolutely and that and that was my point in the beginning um but we'll see we'll see um and last but not least uh <laughs> i know cyberpunk has been oh it's a bit of a testy subject on this podcast <laughs> but we have just received news that cyberpunk 2077 will reveal a stream that 
tells us what is next for the game. Uh, reading from IGN, uh, it says here from Mr. Ryan Leston, uh, a Cyberpunk 2077 uh, stream next week will spell out what's coming up for the sci-fi RPG. Uh, the next edition of Night City Wire will give us a glimpse of what's on the horizon, as well as discussing the upcoming anime, Cyberpunk Edge Runners. It looks as though the upcoming show might be getting a little in-game love too. Um, yeah, Cyberpunk 2077 released a tweet saying, Choom, uh, there's something new on the horizon, a special episode of Nightwire City. Nope, Night City Wire. Uh, we will talk about our upcoming anime, Cyberpunk Edge Runners, and what's next for Cyberpunk 2077. Um, that will be on Tuesday, September 6th at 5 pm at CST time. Uh, Sean, what do we think's coming to Cyberpunk, and do you care? <laughs> Personally, I couldn't give a shit. Um, <laughs> I, I platinumed the game within a month of it being out. Um, I did everything 100%. I remember this. I remember this. Yeah. And, um, you know, I played that's it. On a the... feat. Well, yeah, I played it at its worst. You um, did. I was going to say that's a fucking feat because you, you played it on console, didn't you? You didn't play it on PC. Yeah, I played it on the, PS, the PS4 version on PS5. So it wasn't as bad as, you know, the, the, the experience that Toby had where he was playing it on. The PS4 version on a PS4, PS4. like a PowerPoint presentation of an E3 version around Cyberpunk at um, Gamescom. <laughs> you know, I, I don't like. I, I I get the feeling that they want this to continue, like you know, The Witcher did, and they want to have bigger expansions and things. And I'm I'm sure um, some people will jump back in. Um, for me, it's far too little, too late. I was just about um, to say, is it too little, too late for you? Yeah, I mean, I I won't I won't. And I'm not I'm not a big fan of the animation I like the trailer that's come out for the Netflix show as well. I just think it's very um immature, which I didn't get from the game. I didn't think the game was was as immature as the animation looks. Um it's just like the the, the version of the, the animation it, it just looks like boobies, guns, yay. And I just think, come on, it's 2022. Cyberpunk should be deeper than that. It, you know. It's not just an aesthetic, it's a, you know, and the, the game kind of gets that, but the animation team too, so um, we'll see. But, um, you know, I, I hope that those that are still wanting this game to be good, oh, jeez, that was some badass thunder, I don't know if you heard that. No um, way, that sounded like you'd, like, just moved your seat or something, that was, that was thunder. Um, oh, crikey. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy outside. It's all kicking uh, off in Stoke, guys. It's all it's kicking it's... off in Stoke. <laughs> <laughs> um... So yeah, I don't know if um, if if it's going to be any good. But I mean, I'm I'm just hoping that the people who are still hanging around for Cyberpunk to be good get what they want out of it. I know that Paul still jumps in every now and again, um, and it was a beautiful world to get lost in. But for me, this is you know, this should never have released in the state it did, and um, you know, for me, I'll, I'll be skipping the stream. I'll probably pick the trails up later. And um, and then once once whatever DLC comes to a, a, a very meager price, I might consider it. But um, for me, they can they can keep whatever it is they've got their sleeve. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Tom, you said earlier uh, that you felt like you might have a bit of a controversial opinion uh, compared to the rest of the Finger Gunners because uh, you really liked it and you can't wait to jump back in. Tell me more. Yeah, uh, I, I played it at launch, but I played it on a PC, and I played it on a PC that was decent when it launched, so I managed to play it on... Oh, one of the lucky ones. Yeah, I managed to play it on high settings at 60 FPS. Like, 
that was i don't know how i managed it to be honest i did it on my partner's pc as a slightly better than mine um I really liked it at the time, but I also agree with Sean that it absolutely should not have released in the state it released in. They should have delayed those console versions. The PC version, still still messy, but I overlooked it because I enjoyed the world and the writing of that game quite a lot. Uh, I think Cyberpunk do quest writing very well. Um, what I've played of The Witcher 3, the side quests in that game are just as interesting as the main story. Um, and the same goes for a lot of cyberpunk. The world is great. Um, I really liked, I really liked the game. There's messy bits like melee is awful. Um, and it was a disaster on console. I've since gone back and played the PS5 update that came out, um, this year and I beat it again. Um, yeah, played a slightly different route, still really enjoyed it. That's the state it should have released in. Sure. It, sh- it should have been delayed straight up another two years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they, 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 I mean, if that game got announced before The Witcher 3 came out. Yeah. It, I yeah. think it was 2013. Yeah. It's, um, it's caused much con- controversy it, over here at yeah. the Vegans podcast. Yeah. Uh, see, I, I joined after. Um, so I missed all of the controversy. I did as well. I joined after, and so did um, Miles, and so did Josh. Really, Sean's the only one. Sean's the only one aware of the, aware yeah. of the controversy uh, surrounding it. But yeah, I really like the game. What do you think's uh, next then? What do you, do, you expansions? Know, right, it's got to be. They they already mentioned in the past that they were going to be doing what they did with The Witcher Three with their sort of actual sure. classic PC size expansions. You know, like big worthwhile expansion content they've done their free content which they also did with witcher 3 which is you can get an apartment now and furnish it it's just like stuff for role playing it's stuff for being part of the world it's nice and it's free that stuff was good um if it was paid it wouldn't be good you know like that stuff doesn't feel like it should be paid for what would you Um, hope to see what would what would you want to see for you to dive back in um an expansion of the world in some way which which will happen um, probably in the second one. I think I don't think the first Witcher expansion had a new area, but I think the second one, Blood and Wine, did. It had a whole new region. I think they'll probably do a similar thing there. There's been rumors about it. I think it's like on the moon or something. There's there was. I'm sorry, on the moon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's there's some space related don't spoil it don't spoil it yeah i I mean just like in terms of like stuff they talk about in the show there's like something out there maybe it's because uh it's all the same color so they don't actually have to make much (laughs) so they can release it a lot faster Mm. um well faster it has already been almost two years (laughs) quote unquote faster yeah Um, for uh projects you read yeah um whatever they do i'm sure it will will match the actual quality of the writing and actual stuff of of the game and of the witcher 3 um they got too big for their boots with cyberpunk for like like they i think it's gone on record that they thought because they made the witcher 3 they can do anything and Mm. clearly they they fucked it for a lot of people like i'm still someone that really enjoyed it but i'm aware that it was fucked like I feel like we never I don't think we've ever seen what happened with PlayStation where they straight up just pulled it 
from sale. Like a game of that scale has never happened. Um, that's how big of a fuck up it was. Um, so yeah, I understand why people are skeptical and like wary because they should be. Um, it, but I'm hopeful that whatever they announce tomorrow is a bigger deal. Uh, I think they cancelled the multiplayer aspect they were working on yeah. for it. Uh, I hope it is a new expansion, a single player thing to, yeah, bring people back to it. I'd, I'd go back for it, but I don't have to buy it again. You know, <laughs> I don't have to buy the game again. I, yeah. I'll, the expansion will probably be reason. I think the Witcher ones are pretty reasonably priced for, yeah, what they, for yeah, the amount of content. About 12 quid, I think. Yeah, for the content that they offered. Yeah. Um, yeah. They were pretty reasonably priced, and uh, I'm I'm optimistic about the anime because I like the animation studio behind it. Uh, Trigger they did a lot of stuff that I really like. I haven't actually watched the trailer for it yet, so I don't know uh, the the sort of aspects that Sean's talking about with it. Boobies, um, boobies yeah. in the city. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's. That's a whole other thing, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, totally. It's a different conversation, to be honest. Yeah, with you. yeah. But I, I'm, <laughs> That's I'm, an after hours yeah. finger guns conversation. I'll, I'll watch the show. It's, it's on Netflix. I have Netflix anyway. Yeah, and I like let, the animation studio. Let us know. Or at least give it a look. <laughs> let us know. Mm. Um, Josh, have you ever dived into Cyberpunk? I don't think I've ever heard you talk about it. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, just, I, I said I just don't care anymore. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, it's it's going to be you're going to be able to get a new T-shirt, and there's going to be a quest line, and that's going to be the update. Uh, <laughs> and the T-shirt isn't going to. It's going to tie to Edge Runners. It's going to tie to the anime for sure, but it's not going to be what you expect. Um, they've not. They've said about an expansion coming out next year. I still think that's a ways out. I think mm-hmm. it's probably a year, a year from now, out an expansion. Um, fair play to them to keep and try. And I think they've probably put so much money in, into it. It's like a sunk fallacy. Like, how much more can we get out of what we've put so much in already? Um, it's also maybe sort of like um, like making customers happy for the for the launch and for what they've done but whatever what what they have done so far still isn't enough um it's a shame though because uh i think like what sean said like the world is something that i've got come back to multiple times and it is probably one of the most recent worlds where i have actually like felt like immersed in it and gotten down into the minutiae taking my time actually like visiting all the places and seeing all the things that you can do um mm. it's it what it could offer is something really special and i think they just dropped the ball and it they've not picked it up yet um the anime might be quite cool um like tom said trigger studios they've made some good stuff a couple of the episodes from um the star wars anime series they did a, i think they did at least one possibly two episodes from that and they were fun. Um, but yeah, it's just a company trying to franchise an IP that kind of fell on Death's Door like immediately because of the shit show. And uh, all these um, 
I can't remember what they're called, but they're little like diaries that they come out with, like live streams. Like they've they've been nothing of substance at all. Um, so don't get your hopes up, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> tomorrow is it tomorrow or this yes, week? It's tomorrow. Tomorrow yeah. at five pm CST, which uh, I will check what time. I think it's four pm for us UK. Ah, oh, fab, fab. Look um, at you. Yeah. Talking clock. Um, okay, fair enough. Um, Miles, anything to add? I know you um, played Cyberpunk. It kept breaking on you. I don't know if you've gone back. Have you gone back? And uh, do you care for tomorrow? This game will forever be my gaming heartbreak. This was the one that was meant to be like my favorite game ever made. You it's bought Cyberpunk. collector's edition, if I remember rightly. No, I bought I bought a regular edition. They just give you, you like bits and pieces oh, okay. in it because oh. they were a nice company at one point. Um, yeah, this was this was meant to be the game for me. You know, I adored The Witch Three, um, Cyberpunk. I love so as in theory, this should have been the perfect game for me. And in, there were these odd fleeting moments where it was, but they were so fleeting. Then it would crash. Then it would have that weird green filter, like fly over the map that ruins everything. Things would just not spawn. Things wouldn't work. And I just got to a certain point where it crashed on me on the same street for the fourth time. And I just gave up. And ever since, I've never even contemplated wanting to actually go back. I thought a couple of times of whether I might. And every time I just was like, no, I just, I can't invest myself back into that game again now. I think it's forever kind of tarnished in my mind. Uh, this live stream does nothing for me, even if they release expansions for it. And I could play the PS5, you know, upgraded version. I just don't want to. I think it's so sullied by my first experience of it. I just don't think I'll ever actually get that sense of excitement back for it. So I've got nothing else to add. I think, like Josh mentioned, CD Projekt Red are doing their best to try to fix the damage that they've done. Mm -hmm. I think for people like me, their efforts are kind of going in vain. Um, I do hope that they do pull it off, that people are happy with the product that it should have been at launch. But no, it's just too much of a mess. And the animes or whatever are coming out don't interest me. The expansions don't interest me anymore. Um, Yeah, I think I'll... uh, I'm kind of sworn off CD Projekt for a little while. You are morning cyberpunk, like Tom is morning PT. Yeah, literally that. Um, fair, <laughs> yeah. fair. All right then. Oh, well, there you have it. Um, okay, well, I guess that, that brings us nearly to a close. Apart from our recommendations this week, I'll go back down the line. Sean has his hand up. Oh, Sean has his hand up. Sean. No, I, I just I just wanted to say, to her, like, as Miles was talking there and discussing, like, his heartbreak, I kind yeah. of just decided to have a quick Google to see how many people have been disappointed by Cyberpunk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> 18 million people have bought that game as of April 2022. Wow. Like, some games would 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 die for those kind of sales. And it, it, so within the first three weeks, it sold 13 million copies. And 5 million people since then have bought <laughs> it, despite the fact... <laughs> The, or, or like the the initial reaction was this is utterly fucked. Uh, like, what kind of what? How does that happen? <laughs> it was how, banned how off Sony's you, store. How how do you sell five million copies of a, of a totally fucked game? Like, honestly, <laughs> I've seen it for the price of like fifteen pounds. To be fair, and I think that is probably it. Like, it's like almost like an investment. Like, I'm paying fifteen pounds now. It might be dog shit, but it could be good later on. And that's, yeah, when, on the premise. And that's when I'll play it. I yeah, think. it's on the premise it'll be good eventually and you get it for dirt cheap. Square mm. Enix would still say it's disappointing sales. 
Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. The franchise is dead. Put it oh, on ice. What do you mean you have it for your letterbox? Give it back. Embracer <laughs> <laughs> has now purchased CD Projekt Red. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For £10, Embracer now owns CD Projekt and all their IP. Funny. Oh, well, look at all those people who are probably just as disappointed as you, Miles. Maybe one day, maybe one day you'll. you'll I don't know. Maybe it'll give you one big hug one day, but probably not. <laughs> if I ever do go back, I'm going to have like PTSD flashbacks about Jig Jig Street crashing on me for like the 90th time. <laughs> I still remember the name of the damn street. Oh Awful. dear. Oh dear. Uh, so that won't be a recommendation this week then, visiting Jig Jig Street. Uh, <laughs> uh, Sean then, let's start with you. Uh, you say patiently had your hand up just a minute ago. I'm very sorry. Um, what is your recommendation this week, sir? Okay, I, I'm going to do it like a little quick preview. Okay. Um, it, it's uh, of a game called Whatever Land. Oh! It, com- it comes out in a couple of weeks' time. Okay. Um, so I've, I've been playing it. The, the other game that I, I wanted to talk about, I've just checked and I cannot talk about. So oh. I'm going to talk about this one instead. Oh. Um, because there is a demo available when you can play the first half. It's a point-and-click adventure where you play as a morally great character who... who um, is trying to steal something and then get sent to the titular whatever land. And in this land, the, the characteristics of people become physical attributes. That is um, amazing. I've, I've played it for about an hour and I've laughed a hell of a lot. Now, obviously, this is kind of like, I can't talk about almost all of the games that have been <laughs> this week and all the ones that I can talk about have been dog shit. So my recommendation it's something that you'll be able to read about in about three weeks' time on the website. But um, go and add whatever land to your wish list because it looks very cool. Nice. That sounds good. That sounds like a good lol. And it sounds it reminds me of uh, the good place, but in a game. <laughs> yes. The, the medium place. Yes. Yeah, the medium place. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nice. Nice one, Sean. Uh, Tom, what is your recommendation for this week? My recommendation for the week is Immortality. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah, it's Immortality. I couldn't remember if it was was Immortal or Immortality. Yeah, uh, it's the latest game by Sam Barlow and his studio, which I can't remember the name of. Half Mermaid. There you go. Uh, They're the team that did Her Story and Telling Lies, and this is... I've played all three. This is my favorite of the three by far, and it's now my second favorite game of the year. Uh, it, has edged, it has edged out Sword and Fairy. Uh, yes, which was my shock second game of the year. Um, yeah, it's, it's fucking exceptional, and it's really hard to talk about why um, without ruining any of it. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an inscription type deal. You can't really talk about it without wrecking it a little bit. It's... I'm so glad you chose these two games to talk about this podcast. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, well, 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 just elusive, least, yeah. okay? Just well, go play yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's an FMV game. You scour. For, it's you search for a missing actress who has appeared in three unreleased movies. You scour through the footage of these movies to find more footage of these movies to discover what happened to her. And that's as much as I can say about it. It's on Game Pass. Uh, even if you even if you can't get it on Game Pass, buy it. If you're into FMV type games, it's outstanding. It's incredibly acted and written. Uh, if it's yeah, it's stellar. It's it's the best game they've put out. 
Very good, very nice. I actually have seen Telling Lies on uh, the PlayStation Extra. It's included, isn't it? And I, it's yeah. on my list. It's on my list. Yeah, do like games like that. Yeah, didn't didn't love Telling Lies that much. Okay. It's still all right. Well, but... I will bin it. <laughs> yeah, not not as good as her story, but still all right. Okay. There is a review of uh, Telling Lies on FingerGuns.net, written by Anna Roscoe. Oh, really? Okay, I'll check it out before I play them, just in case it's not worth my plug, 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 spark, spark. (laughs) Uh, Josh, what's your recommendation this week, my dude? I was debating whether or not to recommend two things, but I think I'll recommend moving out. Um, After the the news from Gamescom of moving out too, uh, we we had a few conversations about it, I think, because um, you and Mars both played it uh, yeah, together. Um, yeah, and I think someone described it as maybe like an overcooked light. Like, it has the same sort of formula of um, getting the job done and is like chaos and you have to be very particular and to get the best score and stuff like that in essentially moving uh, furniture out of houses, warehouses, uh haunted mansions stuff like that um it's very cutesy very like overcooked style as well um published by uh team 17 who have done who have published a variety of games similar of the genre of like the chaos co-op kind of experience uh and developed by dev m uh i've had a really good time with it you know it's made me really excited for moving out too because i know i think you and i uh cat we actually jumped into overcooked when it became a playstation plus game um and we did I, and we cleaned up every single trophy we certainly did with every single dlc and there was about a hundred <laughs> <laughs> there, there was a lot of dlc but i think you can agree can't, can't you about um the kind of jump between one and two in just terms of the gameplay like absolutely ha- yeah how the just the little elements that they've added like the throwing and the water guns and the yeah and the, and the yeah. dodging and, and like the skipping and stuff like that yeah. you know uh so i'm hoping that some of that sort of love that the second one got compared to the first one meets like moving out too as well there's just a little bit more uh dynamics on the way you play the game uh because other than that like the level designs and stuff like that they are quite nicely progressed you know there's there's nothing there's no like um difficulty spike it's all very relaxed but there's also like the challenges that you can go through where they make you play a certain way um that maybe require one or two more playthroughs for the level. So there's so much more to do. And I think at, like Overcooked, they've had DLCs like moving in. So it's like the reverse. You, you move the objects in instead. And I'm just having a great time. I'm playing it with my partner currently. Um, she's not much of a gamer herself, but we've had a lot of fun. There's a, there's a lot of um, accessibility options in it that cater towards people that may have difficulties on how to play games with like time constraints and uh you know accuracy so it's it's really fun for like everyone really so i can't can't recommend this one enough nice yeah it's a great game uh really 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 just a lot of fun didn't really expect it to be as fun as it was i can't wait for the second one uh yeah good shout miles what is your recommendation good sir yeah moving out is great i think we had a lot of fun with it while also despising the fact that we couldn't get like a couch through the door and stuff it's, it's like just shove it on top, shove it on top. Fuck it. Like- Honestly, <laughs> stick on stick on the accessibility options, the assist mode, uh, and it's just a breeze to play. It's so much more fun and less or uh, shouting at each other. 
We actually did that after we finished it on normal. We went back and played it on uh, the easier mode, and it was just like so free and liberating to be able to enjoy. Yeah, you can throw objects, just chuck them in the van and disappear. <laughs> you don't have to know how to stack them. You know, yeah, it's just so much more fun. <laughs> like you're not at each other's throats like you are in Overcooked and moving out. <laughs> like I'm being very particular on yeah. nailing them times. No, absolutely. But yeah, moving out is great. I had about two weeks of um, really guilty feelings towards my kids when we played moving out because <laughs> I, mean, I like they were all really trying and I really wanted to get past this level. And obviously kind of your progress is barred into it until you can progress and do better. Yeah. And yeah, they just they just weren't they, like they just weren't doing well and I got a bit heated. <laughs> yeah. Where some yeah. things said you couldn't unsay. <laughs> well, you know, you know, there, there was there was there was no parenting brownie points that week so let's just... <laughs> at the end of the week it's like who wants mcdonald's yeah nuggets on me <laughs> you had a lot of redemption to do after that one <laughs> it's just just like i was like you know i turned around and they're all sitting there with the controls having the wheel of the town i'm like you've got to get it through the door <laughs> get into the truck come on don't smash anything <laughs> yeah I, I can't play games with my kids like that because you know we get heated and but you know so yeah <laughs> Thanks, thanks for moving out. For you feel like a shit parent. <laughs> I am a shit parent. Sure, it's fine. <laughs> Do you want chocolate cake for breakfast? Yeah, sure. Fuck it. <laughs> You'll get thirty quid allowance this week. Um, Sorry, <laughs> just no, not at all. <laughs> Uh, my recommendation is The Rings of Power, the Lord of the Rings uh, new series. Episodes one and two are out. I've only watched episode one so far, so it's obviously limited to that. Um, this was on Josh's recommendation. I was sat in the chat party, not knowing what to do with myself, and uh, Josh recommended it. So kudos to you, Josh. Um, I really enjoyed the first episode. Uh, it follows Galadriel, and it's mainly focused on it's set like quite a chunk before uh, the main films or books take place. Um, all about like the history of Middle Earth and yada yada yada. Um, it's really interesting. I like the way they kind of approached it, where there's enough there to tie it to the main books and films, where you feel like you kind of know what's going on, but at the same time, it's not kind of pandering to the fact that you know what's going on. Uh, it doesn't make loads of unnecessary cameos, and it's got a bunch of original characters, which I'm kind of liking that approach. I think having come off of Obi Wan, uh, it felt badly written for a start but also it was quite pandery just to moments that we all wanted um i've read a bit of discourse online about a bunch of different things that people don't like like the dialogue and the, uh, the casting for different characters i've not had those issues with it as of yet um i think most of it's pretty well done and i think the casting has been all right as far as i can see um but i've really enjoyed it i've got into it you can see where the one billion dollars or pounds or whatever was spent on it because the cgi is like top notch and the orchestral score, the musical score is phenomenal, as it always is with anything Lord of the Rings. Um, and it's quite beautifully filmed as well. So I'm looking forward to diving back into the second episode and watching some more of it. But I'll be interested to see if I end up having like a similar opinion to other people online, because it's one of those, again, where the critics have reviewed it really highly and the audience scores are like 30%. So it's another like Last of Us 2 moment or Rise of Skywalker. So the Rise of Skywalker, is it that one? No, The Last Jedi, that one. <laughs> So yeah, it's all right then. Can I ask a quick question? I don't know if you, you know this or not. Do you know how long it's expected to be, this series? Uh, I actually don't. I'm assuming it's going to be 10 episodes because they're like an hour an hour long each. So I imagine it'll be about 10 episodes, is my okay. guess. Cool. Okay. 
I don't know why. I just I thought it would be you know with this being a Lord of the Rings thing, it being like fifty episodes long, <laughs> two hundred episodes for one season. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're actually uh, five hour episodes each. Eight episodes scheduled over. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But, that, but they're all just sense. about an hour over an hour. I've also said to Josh, I have a bit of a theory of something that could tie it into. I don't know whether I should. No. It won't spoil it. I think it could potentially, very, very loosely, potentially tie into uh, the Shadow of Mordor games. So a very tenuous link, and I'm not saying it will actually come to pass, but that's my theory for the end We're of the season. We're talking Calabrimbo here, or yes, but also yeah, my theory goes a bit beyond Calabrimbo. Ooh, okay. Then. Yeah, yeah, but it's just it's, it's in my head. I'm I'm hoping for it. Go on, just cool. say it. It won't uh, spoil it because we don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> I think eventually, I don't know whether it'll happen this season or however long this is going to go on for, I reckon it's going to finish tying into Shadow of War, if anyone's played that one. Does anyone know the ending of Shadow of War? Yeah. Is that the sequel? Yes. No, I've played the original, not the sequel. Okay, does anyone here care about the spoilers for it? No. It's it's old enough, I think you can... Yeah. Okay, I'll go for it. Kat doesn't care about Lord of the Rings either, so she's fine. Um, obviously, at the end of Shadow of War, Talion becomes a Nazgul um, because he holds Mordor down against the forces of Sauron, but basically sacrifices himself to do so, giving into the darkness in order to hold off for as long as possible. And what I think may happen is, at some point in this series, Talion's going to become a figure, whether they come across him and he's helping to fight off whatever, um, or... I don't know where he sits in the timeline of all this, but I reckon if they pull enough into the forward, uh, he could turn up. So that's my theory, is that we're going to get Italian camo at some point. And maybe a, Troy Baker will do it. His um his like, story is quite a personable one to start with, isn't it? But it does really open up, right? Near the end of the first one, and then I guess the second one has a few more cast of characters where it's more it's less about Talion's sort of family story and more about his time on Middle-earth. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. So Shadow of War takes it to like it's his battle to save like Middle Earth from the mm. forces of Sauron. Um, but it becomes more about the places he's saving or trying to help defend rather than about him per se. Um yeah. but his ending is genuinely really well handled. I really liked it. So yeah, it'd be nice if that ends up coming to fruition. But like I said, it's quite a tenuous thing. Uh whereas Calibrimbro's a much better one. The, the the time it doesn't really match up, does it? Because it's quite a lot later than um, Calabrimbo. So obviously Calabrimbo has been dead for, for for a long, long time. Yeah, but it could it could happen. Elves live forever, you know. They could skip forward quite a number of years at any time. But he's, I mean, House of Dragons are supposedly doing that, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, doing a massive time skip. Like we'll say, say, um, it's very it's very tenuous. <laughs> Maybe I mean, like you know, it'd be it'd be nice to see them do something that's a little bit more faithful to the book, because obviously, um, you know, in, in the original Lord of the Rings, they they had they had a lot of you know stuff that was kind of cut out for the movie for time, you know, like you know when um, yeah, so <laughs> I can't be honest to give examples, but you know. <laughs> like Saruman getting killed, <laughs> it, it was like you know when. Um, not fucking Dumbledore. What the fuck's his name? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Gandalf. Gandalf. Yes. Yeah, Gandalf. Yeah, sorry. Tumbles <laughs> <laughs> all. When when Gandalf finds out about the ring, he then goes and he spends like years tracking oh, down the yeah, ring. Oh yeah, he does. Yeah. And actually, in in the the film, it's like 
here's a ring. And then he's gone for a couple of days. <laughs> yeah. and he comes back and he's like, keep it secret, keep it safe. And it's like, what the fuck? That, <laughs> that always like, weirded me out. Because obviously Rohan has to ride all the way to Minas Tirith or whatever. And they take forever to know. I was like, Gandalf did it in a day. What's wrong with exactly. you, lot? <laughs> <laughs> old man got moves. Yeah, his horse can ride, man. <laughs> but yeah, it'd be interesting if they did something a bit more closer to the way that the books were portrayed rather than, you know, just, just cut into all that for entertainment fun. Plus, it's, it's a TV show. They can just, you know, I'm fully expecting episode eight to be 50 hours long. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think they might do like a Stranger Things where like the season finale is going to be like three out, three and a half hours or something. That wouldn't surprise me. Probably be shown in the cinema. Just for banter. <laughs> and then before that, all of the Lord of the Rings will be shown as well and you'll actually watch the finale at like 6am. Yeah, you just spend all week in the cinema yeah. watching them back to back. Josh is living at everyone, having to hand out water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, what about you, Kat? What's your recommendation? Um, I don't really have why I only have food related ones and maybe like a good Netflix show. Um, <laughs> I absolutely love on my lunch break watching the home edit, and um, which is basically a. <laughs> a show which scratches a really satisfying part of my brain um, where it tidies things and it sounds really shit and boring but I promise you it's not like they tidy people's fridges people's um, like larders they've just done someone's prank room the next episode I've got to watch is Kevin Hart's office um, I've watched them do Chris Pratt's like tool garage and it's such a shit tip and then they literally like tidy it and organise it and make it into zones and all that jazz and it just scratches a really satisfying part of the end of the session to, to watch. Um, and uh, I think it's actually produced by Drew Barrymore and Reese Witherspoon, which, you know, by the way. But it, it's a very cool show. There's, they've got celebrities on it. They've got, you know, normal people on it, normal Americans, as you like, the non-celebrity status Americans. Um, yeah, it's just great. Just, it's just an easy watch. Um, I don't think it really needs its own recommendation because it's doing very well on Netflix. And I think they have their own book coming out and they've got their own merch for you to, you know, organise your own shit properly too. Um, but uh, yeah, there's, there, I think this year there's something about like the organisation of people's homes. <laughs> like they've got everything in clear plastic tubs with pasta on and like people's spice racks, which are all the exact same jar, the exact same font on. It just scratches a really satisfying part of my brain. Um, other than that, I tried a peanut butter Snickers today, and I don't like peanut butter unless it's with chocolate, and that bar slaps. It's such a good chocolate bar. Anyway, 70p, get get your, get your own one, because, yeah, it's, they're in, like, little mini bite-sized, like, they're, like, three mini Get your bite-sized. own one, because I'm not sharing. Yeah, get your own one, <laughs> even though they come in a share packet piss off um, so those are my recommendations um i guess that brings us all to out this week uh so coming out this week uh tomorrow we have biomutant dropping on playstation 5 and xbox series xs um again on the 6th tomorrow oh we've got a lot tomorrow uh temtem dropping on playstation 5 xbox series x switch and pc uh we've also got uh the tomorrow children phoenix edition playstation 5 and playstation 4 um and then september 8th sees the release of jack move on pc i know someone is very keen for that in the team uh uh, also september 8th is still rising playstation 5 xbox series xs and pc we may or may not have a review coming your way i know i know we do 
I was just being ominous. Oh well done. Okay. <laughs> oh, I didn't want to. I didn't want to say. I was, you know, I was just keeping the surprise there. So it may or may not have a review. It may or may not be scheduled. You may or may not see it up there. <laughs> Check it out. Check it out. Uh, um, September 9th brings NBA 2K23 to PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, S, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Um, I've got loads of people on my list obsessed with the NBA games. Uh, so that's that's supposed to be quite good. And then September 9th is Splatoon 3 releasing on Switch. Uh, and, and there you have it. There you have it, guys. Uh, that's everything. Huh. What I just a like monster. to point out, Justice Sucks Tactical Vacuum Action comes out on the 8th as well. Um, Thank you very much, Josh. There will, be a, there will be a review out on that uh, on the day. You mean there may or may not be? <laughs> well, who knows these days? We're just not telling them if they are or not. <laughs> but there might be. There might be. Check it out. Come, come click on the site. Find out for yourself. Uh, that wasn't on my list. Um, so that is everything from us. Thank you all so much for listening to this wonderful podcast. And don't forget, if you want to follow us all, you and you can, you and what the fuck you can follow us all absolutely everywhere just check the link tree in the bio in the description below to find us in all the places possible if you want to follow us on twitter you can at fngrgns or you can follow us individually you can do that in the description below where you'll find all of our handles below except miles who's smart and doesn't have twitter if you really like what we do you can subscribe to our patreon for one dollar a month which keeps the podcast alive and kicking on its various podcast services and keeps the website nice and sparkly but that's it until next time we can't wait for you to come back and we hope you do until then it is goodbye from sean davies doodles (laughs) it is goodbye from tom woods goodbye it is goodbye from joshua thompson see you later and it is goodbye from Miles Thompson. Oh well. And it's goodbye from me. I've been Kat, and we will see you next time on the Finger Guns Podcast. Bye!